Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. And men, I would like to invite you to go over to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. All of them are at Pursue Manliness and connect with us there. Of course, visit our website, thepursuitofmanliness.com, or visit us on iTunes, searching The Pursuit of Manliness. Click subscribe and never miss any of our interviews, podcasts, or Men in the Bible. And while you're there, if you leave a five-star review, that would be fantastic. All right, man, it is time for today's show. Men, how are we doing? It is time for another Pursuit of Manliness podcast. This one is about living offline, what I learned from a social media sabbatical. Here's the reality, men. We live in a world that is connected to and driven to social media. It's it's not going away. Regardless if you're one of those old curmudgeons that's online and complaining about the left or complaining about the right or complaining about LeBron or whatever, anything else, just it seems like when we get on social media, we tend to we, we complain about it, we're negative about it, we have these weird interactions with people about it, but yet we're just like a moth to a flame. We just keep going there. And the truth is, it's really hard to avoid social media. It's almost like an online resume. It's a way to connect with with people. I've said it. Uh, numerous times, I don't, I do not know where the pursuit of manliness would be without social media. It, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's been very, very, very good for the pursuit of manliness. It's allowed me connections with people that I normally would not have connections with. Um, I will never be a great uh, marketer or politician, or you know, to talk you into liking my product. Or if I'm, I'm probably not going to be highly skilled at that. So, show, social media has allowed me a platform to put content out, whether it was written words, spoken word, um, or video, or anything in between, and it's allowed me to connect with you or connect with other people in different ways that I normally would not uh, have been given that opportunity. So social media in and of itself is amoral. It's what we choose to do with it. You can choose it to stalk people. We see that. We You could choose it to um, have terrible connections, terrible relationships with people, or you can use it for positive. You can use it um, to stay connected. Uh, you can use it to um, develop or foster relationships in a healthy way. Now, the truth is this, social media is social media. It's a billboard, not a window. Uh, those relationships are only going to go so far. And so you have to be mindful of that. Uh, what For all the good that you can get out of it, it's always better if you can have obviously, real-life relationships. But it does seem to fill a void, but I think it's also causing a different void that we're not aware of. As much as we think, okay, I have this void where I can connect with people, I also think it's preventing us from connecting with the people that we really should connect with and, and devoting time to them. And remember when you actually went to somebody's house you know, remember when it wasn't an inconvenience to have someone over to your house or you to go to their house? Um, now it's almost like an inconvenience or it's one of those, hey, we should grab lunch sometime with the idea of like, we're never going to grab lunch sometime. But uh, we almost live in that world where it makes you feel better that we talked about having lunch. It's almost like we did it. But as long as we're Facebook friends and you like my picture, I like your picture, that's as good as sharing a sandwich together, right? And I, and I don't think it is. And so what I want to do is share with you um, what I learned recently on a social media sabbatical. Um, I feel like I need to give you context here, okay? I have my personal social media accounts. And I want to say this before I get started. This is not an attempt to get you to um, connect with me or follow me on my accounts. I would love to connect with you. 
but I'm not chasing you down either, and I don't want you to do the same to me. So um, I, personally, I have a Facebook, a Twitter, Instagram. Um, I have a YouTube page. I don't use it a lot personally. I have a LinkedIn page, and that's not for like professional gain. What I found was there are guys that I know in my life who are professional, uh, who are on LinkedIn, who are not on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So they listen to this podcast or watch some of the videos through LinkedIn, which really threw me off. And I thought, man, that's, I wasn't thinking that. Um, I have a good friend who really likes LinkedIn. So I thought I'm just going to hang around there a little bit. Uh, it's been cool. And and I've connected with some of you guys on LinkedIn. And so that's what I have for myself. Um, as many of you guys know, I'm a pastor of a church. And so I, I, I'm in charge of our social media. Some weeks I'm really on it. Other weeks I'm, I'm not doing as well, but we also have a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, a YouTube page. I just spent today, um, uploading the sermon from this Sunday and getting a clip and, and getting the right content on all those platforms. Forms. And so I have those pages. Um, I help a friend out with one of his Facebook pages for the business that he's a part of. And then with the pursuit of manliness, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but we also have YouTube that we utilize from time to time. Um, we have iTunes, which uh, is where you probably or hopefully grab this podcast or subscribe to it. And many of you guys have left five star review. I appreciate that. We have a website uh, that I'm responsible for. So the pursuit of manliness.com. Um, and then within the Pursuit of Manliness, we have our closed Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Pursuit of Manliness. Then we have our tribe group. These are the guys that are on the six-month discipleship journey together. They've committed from June 1st till the end of November. The next tribe registration will not be available till middle of October. It's a six-month journey. Um, and so we have that um, starting July 1st. If you're still wanting to get into it, you have till June 30th. On July 1st uh, will be our 30 and 30. This is a 30-day focus on our spiritual, relational, emotional, and physical health. And so we have that page as well. So within the Pursuit of Manliness, there are several pages, several different types of content, um, several different ways to connect. So that means if it's a Memorial Day or a special holiday, I will make images for like four pages, five pages or whatever. Um, It's a little crazy, but it's the world that I currently live in and it, it seems to work for me right now. So again, to continue the backstory of this, I just told you about all my social media accounts, but this is what led me to the point where, okay, I need to do something. And so recently heading to a family vacation, my wife and kids and I, we were going and, and many times we'll caravan or have you know multiple vehicles moving the same direction. And I was in a car with somebody else and I was watching soccer. I love the FIFA World Cup. I love soccer, but the World Cup is special. And I wanted to, I really like Uruguay. So I wanted to watch Uruguay play. And uh, so I'm in the car, I'm riding passenger, and I rode the pa- in the passenger seat all the way from where we started to where we ended. No big deal to you, but what happened was from where we started to where we ended, we ended um, like, I don't know, eight, nine hours down the road. And when I got to that location, um, I was just tired, which is weird because um, I hadn't done anything all day. I, I was a passenger in a car, but what I did do was I had watched three soccer games, praise the Lord. Uh, but I had spent the rest of that time while not watching a soccer games, uh, primarily on social media, maybe interacting with you or liking posts or creating content or whatever was going on. I was constantly doing something while I was riding in this car. And so when I got to that destination, I realized I need to do something. If I was really going to recharge and kind of reset myself and, and, and maximize this mini sabbatical, if you will. It wasn't a sabbatical, it was a vacation. But if I was going to get the most out of this, this time away, then I needed to do something. So I decided I was going to go cold turkey. 
So that night, um, I plugged my phone in because it needed to be charged, and I, you know, set the little moon on the do not disturb guy, and I just left it there for like a week. And so I decided I was going to go no social media, no text, no email. Now, for some of you guys, the last two may be just a really daunting task for you. You might be just completely exhausted by text messages. My my world is not like that. I'm not overwhelmed by text messages. I know some people who get overwhelmed by them. I'm not. If you want to shoot me a text, great. That doesn't mean I can get back to you, but hey, you can send it to me anytime you want. I'm not going to get my feathers ruffled over that. And email is the same way. You can email me all you want. That doesn't mean I'm going to get back to you. I don't feel that pressure. Like I would feel pressure if uh, you sent me a question about content through social media. So that, to me, was the greater burden. But I decided... I'm cutting out social media, text, and email. And I've done this in some form in the past. Um, And what I've done in the past, I remember one time I deleted my Facebook account, uh, just a TMI. I was sitting, uh, I I believe, in in the bathroom, doing what you do in the bathroom. And I just decided, I'm sick of this. This was years ago, uh, probably about four years ago, four or five years ago. And I decided, uh, I'm I'm done with this. And I deleted my Facebook account. And I kid you not, within about a 14-hour window, so that's counting sleep, about a 14-hour window, two different people texted me about my Facebook account. Where's your Facebook account? Which is a little weird. Um, that was pre-pursuit of mailiness, pre-anything else. So I just had a personal account that they noticed within 14 hours that my account was gone. There are people out there like that. You, you can't do much about that. And that's why some of you guys do everything you can do to avoid social media. So what I had done in the past was create like a hack Twitter account, some some made up something, and I would just tweet about soccer or whatever. And But the problem with that is you keep doing what you are trying to avoid doing, which is stay locked into your device all the time. Then I've done the other side of that, which is don't change anything. So I went on vacation or I went out of town and I just kept doing what I was doing. I would might I might keep blogging. I might keep um I actually brought a tripod with me and a microphone just in case I was going to do some stuff on this trip. And but I decided, no, I, I'm not gonna do that. I decided to go offline. I was gonna let things fall wherever they fall and just kind of go from there. And and the truth is we all need a a short sabbatical, um, especially if you get the opportunity to be with your spouse, be with your children. Uh, you need that. You need to unplug. You don't need to sit around and talk about who posted what on social media or who liked your pictures or whatever. Um now here here was the challenge, the blessing and the curse. The blessing was I was going on vacation. Right, that seems obvious. But going on vacation, uh, we were heading to a, a really nice place, and so we were, we were going there, and it was a great opportunity to unwind. So that made it easier. I wasn't in the office every day. I wasn't seeing the same people every day. So to be kind of out of sight, out of mind type thing made it easier. But isn't social media a lot about engagement and moments? What's the best engaging moment in your life? It's when you are doing something that is out of the ordinary, right? If you just drive through McDonald's and, and you post that on social media, nobody cares, okay? You went to McDonald's, you paid overpriced for terrible food. Forgive me if you work at McDonald's, but you know, big deal. You're pumping gas. Nobody cares. If you're pumping gas for a boat and you don't own a boat, now we care, right? Now that's something. If you show me a sunset, I don't care. I have a sun where I'm at, okay? If you show me a sunset at a place where there's like a mountain or ocean or the Grand Canyon or, okay, now that is a different story. And so going on a vacation or going out of town creates the things that are in your life that are not ordinary. Those create really good social media moments. And I can't tell you 
how many times I was doing something that I thought about posting online or thinking, you know what? This would earn me some really good dad points right now. Like this, like one day I spent all day like in a pool. And so then my, my, my kids were there and other kids were there and, and, and other people were there. I'm like, boy, if somebody would have took a picture of me in this, it would look like, wow, what a great guy hanging out with his kids. Or when my wife and I and, and, and like, uh, like our son would, would go on a bike ride. What a great moment to capture, right? Like I could strategically have my wife uh, ride behind me and take a picture of me and my son going together and she could come up with something really sappy about, you know, um, a father and a son, you know, something like that. What a great opportunity. Oh, we ate great food. We ate different food, food that I don't, I just ate a salad. You don't want a picture of my salad, okay? Uh, but I ate really good food. And so when I eat good food, it'd be fun to take pictures of it. So here's what I want to do. I want to share with you five things that I did that I thought was good at, in the moment, and I still think they're primarily good, but, but I'm also going to attach, here's what I would do different, or here's kind of the caveat behind that, okay? So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I have this social media uh, sabbatical thing figured out, and you guys are pagans and, and terrible people because you just keep doing what... I'm going to tell you this is what I did, here's why I did it, uh, but in hindsight, here's what I would do different, or... Um, you know, maybe I would change. And so the first thing I did was I did not announce I was taking a break from any of these things. I did not have a post that said that I was going to get away from that. We, we, we get the idea that there is a world of people out there sitting by their devices waiting for our next post or insightful comment. This is simply not true. I'm not saying... There's not account stalkers. Remember the two people within the 14 hours? Hey, man, where's your Facebook account? I know that happens. What I'm saying is we are not as important to the social media world as we would like to think we are. And the truth is that world is not as important to us or should not be either. Think of the greatest social media account you follow. I don't care if it's sports team a person, a business, you know, maybe you favored it. So you always get to see it first. Um, I'm sure you all do that with the pursuit of manliness, but think of that person. If they didn't tweet or post or whatever for a few days, if Gary V went, you know, ghost on us for like five days, we would survive. And I have to believe that Gary would survive as well. It would probably be healthy for him, but know this about Gary, know this about uh, several of these guys, they're not doing all their own posting. They have people doing this for them. So if your idea is I need to hustle like Gary hustles or I need to do um, what these guys do, just know they're not all doing this on their own. A lot of them might be, uh, but primarily they get big enough, they have teams. So when you see a video of Gary V or you see a video of some of these guys, just know it's either their wife um, or, or a kid or a team member that's shooting a video of them. If you're setting the tripod up, walking away, recording your video, walking back, grabbing it off, putting it on your computer, editing it, putting the, you know, the text over the top or putting a logo on it, which we do with pursuit of alienist videos or, and it, there again, I say we a lot. It's me. It's nobody's doing this for me. So I didn't, I didn't announce it to the world. It drives me crazy when people announce they're leaving Facebook or taking a break. It's like someone leaving church on Sunday and having to go to the stage and go, I just want you guys to know we're leaving church today and we're not going to be back for a few weeks. We, have some, we, don't, we don't care, right? We, we, that's, that's, we don't need that. It drives me nuts when they say, you know what, um, I'm taking a break. And then like the next week or a few days later, they're doing the exact same thing or the announcement. I'm going to start throttling it back a bit. 
and then they post just, you're like, I thought you were going to throw it back a little bit. So just do it already. Like just do it. Right. So the downside of me not announcing these things and I, and again, I, I don't, if I, when I take uh, social media sabbaticals, it, or breaks from social media. I hope that I, I don't announce it. Um, and maybe there's a platform to do that. I don't know what it is. But the downside is you should tell somebody who can get in touch with you in case there is really something important. Not, you know, an NBA player picked what team he was going to. I mean, something like life altering or something like that. Um, you, you need like that person or someone that says, hey, man, if, if you call me, I'm answering the phone. And, and you don't let people know that's the person or anything. But I do think it's wise that if you have a boss or bosses, uh, you might want to let them know, listen, I'm going to go offline for a while. Uh, whatever, you know, especially if you're out of town. Now, if I was in town going offline, uh, the people that I work with or the people that I serve with, they could certainly find me. They just drive to the, where I work or where I live and, and that would take care of that. So the second thing I learned was this, you can exist without your phone. I'm talking about the physical phone, the actual phone. It's funny. We call it a phone cause we rarely get calls on it. Uh, like we use it for everything else. I, I did not take my phone with me to church. Couple reasons. One, if somebody on Sunday were to text me from church and said, hey, how do we, they'll figure it out, okay? Uh, the second reason was the FIFA World Cup is going on, and my tendency would have been to check the scores, if not tune into the game while I was sitting in church. So I didn't want to do that. We really try to make it a discipline, even when we're out of town, to make sure we still go to church. Um, I did not take it to restaurants. Etc. Which was really, really weird at first. I, I, I didn't. Um, in the in the beginning, I left it back wherever I went. In, towards the end, I took it more, um, especially if somebody that I was with needed to, you know, get in touch with me about something. Um, but I did keep like the moon on, so I, I didn't know about the alerts and stuff. When I talk about the moon, that's like the silent mode on the on the iPhone. Um, so what what I learned was drop that sucker off somewhere and just walk away from it. You don't need it. Have you ever had a day where you're almost sick of holding that thing or sick of having it in your possession? So I just I dropped it off in a room. Um, I don't, I, another thing I did it could, because my iWatch, uh, my Apple watch is also connected to my phone. I took my watch off. So I didn't have a watch. I didn't have a phone. I was kind of freeing to not have either one of those things. I didn't want, uh, an alert from anything. So, um, I, I went away from, it. I didn't, I didn't sit around holding it. I never, ever, ever, ever play games on my phone. That's not my thing. Um, I, I, not against them. I just don't have time for that or nor do I care to have time for that. So for me, it's not a big deal. If, if I don't have it, I'm not, I'm not missing out. Um, so I just, I just left it go. And what I realized was not having it, um, with me was how many times, um, that you think about that. Like, where's my phone? Or you see someone else with their phone. You're like, Oh, wish I had my phone, right? Let it go. We are more concerned about where our phone is than where our wallet or, or Bible is, for that matter. Uh, leave it behind. Here's the truth. Your phone probably needs to have a sabbatical from you as well. You need to have time. Power it all the way down if you have to. If you're worried about battery life or worried about you know something, I don't know, uh, power it all the way down. Number three, and I've referenced this a couple times, I did turn my phone on silent. But what I did not do well, and I would definitely do this different, was I did not turn notifications off. So while my phone was silent, like I do that throughout the night, my phone will always be on silent. But in the morning, I can see if somebody liked a tweet or retweeted a tweet, and you can turn those things off. And on Facebook, I, I mostly have that turned off, I think, but I learned a couple things with that too, and I'll share it in just a second. Uh, but the first part was a win, turning 
Turning it on silent was great. The second part was a loss because I left uh, the notifications on, wasn't really thinking through that. Um, the endorphin high was still there a little bit. So as the little red numbers go up on the uh, apps, um, even though I wasn't looking at it, I look and see that number going up. There was a little high going, oh, well, that's cool. Now I went from this number to this. Oh, I jumped 10 things. or you know. So on Facebook and Twitter, those numbers were always there, and you would see them go higher. They were, Although the icons were there, the numbers were visible, I didn't see what happened. I didn't see if somebody mentioned me. I didn't see if, you know, any of that stuff, but it was still there. So I should have deleted the apps. I'm going to say, um, if you take a sabbatical and you are connected to your phone way too much, delete the apps. I know it is a pain in the neck to get them back. I can never, ever remember my passwords, uh, but it's worth it. Just, just remove all temptation, um, and, and I'll get into that in the next one here, but remove the temptation, get away from them. And um, the numbers, let's be honest, the numbers for a lot of us is what we're usually chasing. When you see a high notification, you're like, wow, something must have just happened or, um, you know, or I, I've been hacked, you know, so the numbers are the endorphin high, you know, get away from it, walk away from it, delete the app. Number four, to help do all that stuff, get busy. If you sit by your device all day, the temptation is going to be brutal. If you're an alcoholic, don't hang outside of a bar and just kind of, I just like to see people coming in and out and having fun. That's that's not for you, man. Um, if you have something that's an addiction, get away from it. Uh, get away from your device. If it's your computer, iPad, phone, watch, whatever, get away from all of them. Uh, for the most part, I avoided all those devices the entire week. Now, as I say this, all four of them are right in front of me right now. I have my computer open, which is recording this podcast. My iPad is opening up, which I'm not really sure why. My phone's sitting next to me, and I'm wearing my iWatch. And so how quickly and how disappointing it was to me that I could just get back into that flow of being on it all the time again. Um, and you can justify it because of content, because of engagement or whatever. Get busy. Since I was on vacation, it made it a little bit easier to get busy because we were naturally going to do things that were not in our norm. Um, right now, I'm in my house, and so it's a typical day in my house, but this was, this was different. This was an out-of-town experience. There was also the World Cup. I've mentioned it before, but to be able to watch that you know, in the morning or I would take uh, my phone. I did take it with me to the, uh, on, like when we leave the house and stuff, and then I would listen to the games wherever we went at. So I have a, a, one of those JBL speakers. I love those speakers, and I would listen to the game through my phone through that, just kind of me holding it, sitting there, listening to it. Um, so there really was this discipline of not just being on it. So I would pull up, I used the tune in radio app and I'd pull that up and listen to, uh, the soccer games. Now, once the soccer games were over, that was a different story. So you get busy doing other stuff. And so the blessing and the curse was soccer games were good. Uh, it only happens every four years, the FIFA World Cup. And so um, you have to get busy. You have to do things. You need to eat food. You need to uh, watch some TV. I know we tell people don't watch TV. Try watching some TV. Uh, sleep. Read a book. Go for a walk. We did um, numerous bike rides. That was a really, really good thing for us, and, and hopefully something we continue to do. Um, I will take pictures when we do it back home. Uh, but dip, get busy. Get busy. If you're going to sit around and just look at your phone all day or look at your device or leave your tabs up, when I'm working, I, man, I need to close those tabs because those numbers just make you go, well, I'll, just, I'll just see what it is. 
I'll just see what's going on there. And so what I needed to do was become more engaged with my family. And my wife actually said on the way home, she said, I feel like this was one of my favorite vacations as an adult. And I have to believe in some part, it was because we were more uh, in tune with one another. It wasn't the only reason, but it was one of many reasons. Uh, Number five, this is a reality. And this is probably what keeps most people from staying uh, away from these types of sabbaticals and just going, you know what, I'm I'm fine. It's not a big deal. Um, Was this the fear of missing out is real. It wasn't that I thought I would miss out on some big news. I wasn't concerned about breaking news or anything, but the lack of engagement leads you to think there could be something that needs your opinion or attention. Especially for me when it comes to the pursuit of manliness, because that content is primarily from me. 99% of the time is from me. So I put it out. You might say, you know, I think that sucks. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, Nobody ever argues about theology or the word of God, right? Nobody ever has a disagreement about baptism and the Holy Spirit. And no, not at all. And so when you put that stuff out there, you know, there's somebody from a different walk of faith, if any faith at all, who's going to have some kind of pushback. It happens and that's okay. I I welcome that. That's fine. I hope we have more agreement than disagreement. But you go, you know what? Because I I use Buffer sometimes, depending on what what season I'm in, and I had to use Buffer to uh, put out some content to make sure there were some tweets that were still going to go out um, because of the 30 and 30 that we're talking about. Naturally, for 30 and 30, just like Tribe, the first day we start, there'll be a person or two reach out and go, oh man, I know I'm late. Can I still get in this? And what I try to do is let's alleviate that. Let's get that out there and say, guys, if you want to be in this, do it now. Because once there's a deadline, there's a deadline. That's it. We move on and we the group starts and that's the end of it. Um, so I wanted to make sure we kept that 30 and 30 out there. And while I was gone, there were Guys that signed up for that, which is cool. But uh, one of the areas that I feel like I, I neglected, and, and this is this is something I'm going to have to wrestle through and think through, and, and, and they never said this to me. Um, I didn't get this, this vibe from them at all, was uh, my tribe group. Many of you guys know about Tribe. Tribe is our six-month discipleship community, but these guys commit. There's a closed group. We have weekly challenges. There's videos that they post every week. Um, there's there's dialogue going on, um, but I did not even engage in that at all. So, um, which bothers me a little bit because one of the things that I tell the guys in Tribe is I'm committing committing to you 100% for this six months. If you stay in this tribe for you know ten more sessions, you know, and we just keep doing this for year after year, I'm committing to you as long as you are here that we're going all in 100. percent And for that week, I didn't do that. Again, I didn't feel pushback from them. One of the one of the things that was kind of uh, a blessing and a curse was the house where we we're at because we had so many people in the house. Uh, the internet was really spotty at times. And this really hit me one day when I was attempting to download a podcast of somebody else, and I thought, man, this is taking. Wait, this is longer than it should. And I realized in that moment, oh shoot, um, every other Thursday night in, in Tribe, we have a Zoom call. I knew if I couldn't get a podcast downloaded onto my phone, I was going to really struggle hosting a Zoom call with everybody's video and audio going on at once. And so I had to cancel the Zoom call. We're just going to double it up. It works. But again, that, that bothered me of kind of uh, missing out from those guys because it is a unique group. It is really cool what happens there, the community and stuff. And so, um, but that fear of missing out also played itself out with, have you ever heard those commercials that have the ding that you get like on your phone when you get a text message and everybody in the room looks up that happened to me one time uh, I was sitting there I was getting ready to eat and someone's phone was dinging um, they kept ding ding you know and uh, at first my head snapped like you know like I was out in the wild hunting you know um, my head snapped like what 
I know that sound. Uh, but then the realization hit, like, it's not for me. Like, that, that can't be for me because my phone's turned off. And so there was kind of that, you know, reminder of how addicted to those sounds, how addicted to the holding that thing in your hand, how addicted to, you know, the vibrations or the notifications. I, I really am, and, and, and I'm confessing that, that I have to do something about that because that's not good. And, and that turns into an idol, and that's, um, and Satan can use that. As much as there's good things online, he can certainly, as you know, use them for bad things. And as I was looking at um, this podcast idea, I had made a post in our closed group, and I think I did it on Twitter and Instagram as well, just about this social media thing. And how many guys, when you responded back, which I appreciate, but how many guys, when you responded back, you almost had... um, angst in your in your post a little bit of like uh, like it's a non-negotiable I must do this or I need to do this or here's you know um you know there's certain people who really dislike certain social media platforms but really like other ones for different reasons and and all that stuff came across and and I think you know the takeaway again I do not want to be addicted to social media I do not want to have a fear of missing out uh, that's garbage if I'm going to miss out on anything I'd rather miss out on social media and not miss out on real life because I get a limited amount of time um, with my wife and children naturally that's just how it is and so I, I don't want to miss out on that I don't want to miss out on moments And what I mean by missing out on moments is many times we're so busy trying to capture a picture or video of a moment that the moment actually becomes about the picture or the video. The moment isn't really about you standing there with people that you really, really like in front of something beautiful. The moment is you standing there with people you really, really like in front of something beautiful. So other people say, isn't that beautiful? You have a great family. That looks awesome. Wish I was there. And what happens is those people in the picture with you become props. It isn't as much about you standing there with them as, wow, I'm so thankful I got to have this moment with them as it is, boy, my friends on social media are going to love this. I'm going to get a bunch of likes, um, you know, maybe some comments, maybe some jealousy, love a good jealousy. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, it's about what you get instead of this experience. And so not doing, you know, all these things, not having my phone with me, turning it off, not, you know, all that stuff. I probably was able to experience more moments but I definitely got a whole lot less pictures and video and et cetera. So when I come back and I make the, the folder and drop whatever pictures I do have in there, and I have pictures, I realize I didn't have nearly as much as I would if I would have had that with me all the time. But I also believe I had a much richer experience for those you know seven, eight days, whatever, than I would have if I spent the whole time you know following hashtags and stuff on, on social media. So there's definitely a trade-off there. I, I don't want to live like Pavlov's dog, and every time I hear a ding or something and, and I'm looking for some sort of endorphin for gratification, I, I, I don't want to do that. So uh, since getting back online, I confess this a little bit ago, um, I found it's way, way too easy to get back into old habits. Um, it almost feeds like an addiction that you, you broke and now you're, you're, you're knee-deep in it again. And, and I found that today I was just, I was just scrolling. What a waste of time to scroll. It has got to be one of the greatest time wasters 
of this century. If they look back and go, okay, what was the demise of the American workforce? We'll say scrolling. We scrolled like we were looking for something. It's like opening the refrigerator countless times and saying there's nothing to eat, nothing to eat, but you keep doing it thinking that something's going to be there. Uh, That's just just simply insanity. And so I found myself doing that again. And the reality is this, social media is not going away. So I have to learn a disciplined lifestyle that says, listen, I want to engage in it. I even want to embrace it in a healthy way, but I don't want to lose my life in the process. And so what I want to do is to wrap this podcast up is give you five things that I learned that you might want to implement when you're taking a social media break, or maybe if you're just one of those guys who's looking to really throttle back your usage. Number one was this, and I said it earlier, stay away from temptation. Just like any other temptation in life, stay away from it. If you hold it in your hand, carry it in your pocket, keep it on your desk, wherever, and it's right there and you have notifications on, all that stuff, listen, you're going to fall. It's it's not worth it. Keep away from If you want a victory, stay away from temptation, okay? That goes for a lot of things in life. It certainly goes for social media as well. Number two, make sure the right people know. My wife, countless times, God bless her, she didn't mean to do it, but she'd say, hey, what are so-and-so saying about the World Cup? Hey, what has anybody tweeted about this game or whatever? I'm like, I'm not on social media. And she was just doing it, one, because I'm always on there, but two, to have conversation. But then she knew, and then at the end, we were able to talk about it. So make sure the right people know. Um, I didn't do this, and it was kind of cool. Um, later on in the week, I made a couple different phone calls to people um, I needed to reach out to, and they were almost like you know laughing when I called because you know they hadn't seen me for a while. Sometimes we see people too much, even online. We see enough of you. You see enough of me. And so make sure the right people know. Number three, number yeah, number three, define the start and finish. This really was a wrestling match towards the end of the week. I'm like, well, you know, we stayed one more day or we didn't do this or, you know, I'm, you know, and, and justifying when and where and stuff. And so when I finally did get back on, it was kind of like just to touch base and see what was said and what's happening and stuff. But make sure you know the start when you're going to start doing this. And when you're going to end this, and maybe you're one of these guys, you're just a wandering soul, and I'm deleting my account, I'm never going to use it again, great. But I would still say, commit for a number of days, like, no, I'm really going to do this for at least 30 days. If on the 31st day you forget about it, who cares? But at least have that commitment for when you're trying to justify getting back on there or whatever. Uh, Number four, set some guidelines about getting back online. Man, as I said, uh, immediately back to like scrolling, back to like, I, I, it's, it's stupid and, uh, it's a waste of time and it's almost like where you just want to punch yourself right in the throat just for doing it. Um, it's really, really ridiculous and you think, I, I don't know what I'm looking for. So sets, you know, uh, set some guidelines, whether it's a time period, whether it's like, Hey, when I come home, my phone's going to stay in this spot until this time. You know, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe you and your wife get your phones out at the exact same time and you spend 30 minutes getting online, getting all that. I don't, I don't know what it is for you. And this is why this podcast is not, this is what you have to do. This is just me sharing what I experienced and maybe it's some kind of encouragement to you. Um, I would love for you to give feedback. You know, whether you see this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in the comments, I would love to hear from you. What's worked for you? What are some frustrations for you? Um, what maybe you would recommend someone else to do? I would love for you to do that because when you do that, other people will see it and they'll learn from it as well. You know, I had one guy say this when he, he asked me, um, and he's a really good dude. I know him in, in real life. I know it sounds weird. We're talking about social media, but um, he said that he knows he needs to take a break because he is uh, addicted. And I would say he's really good and really funny at social media, but, but I would agree we all need to take a break. 
You just do. It's not punishment. You just need perspective. You need to get away. Um, Maybe you need to miss it, or maybe you'll realize you don't miss it. Um, And number five, delete the apps. Delete the apps. I'm wrestling with deleting the apps, period, because it's so easy to get on it. Now, I can justify it, uh, especially from our church accounts, because it's so much easier to post things from the apps than it is to... But delete the apps if you're taking a break. Delete them, delete them, delete them. I I, I wish I would have done that. Um, the apps to me are like that guy in the food court who's handing out free samples. And what he's trying to do is give you a taste. So eventually you'll buy the overpriced meal and think, why did I eat there? You ate there because you kept eating one inch bites of, of the meal. And now suddenly you're eating the food. And meanwhile, all these other options were available to you. That's what the apps are. They're just trying to entice you, trying to get you to, to get in there. And guys, I, I would just say, delete the apps. I know it's a pain. Or if you have an iPad and a phone like I do, maybe the phone, there's no apps. The iPad is the app. I, I, I don't know. But that's my recommendation. Uh, I also think they take a, a ton of memory and data on your devices as well, but that's a different point. Again, what's your point? What's, why are you trying to take a sabbatical? Get the absolute most out of it. Get, get the most out of that break. You don't feel guilty about it. There's not a world waiting for your next you know, funny saying or deep thought or nothing. Take the break. It's worth it. There is too much life to live for us to just live on social media. Now, with all that said, it sounds weird to wrap it up, but we have connected with so many guys through social media. Guys, I would encourage you, if you're on there, and many of you are, that's how you listen to this podcast, check us out, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. When you're on there in a healthy way, I would love for you to engage with us, engage with Pursuit of Manliness, Um, like post, share post, dialogue with post. That's how we get better together. I, I want to know from you. I want to dialogue with you. I want to get to know you on, on a different level. We get better together. It's not just me uh, talking at you. I'm not the knower of things, but that we are equipping one another to get better. Um, you know, I say it often in tribe, but I am incredibly blessed because of those guys, but I'm a better man because of them. And uh, my kids and my wife are, are direct recipients of that. I believe the same thing with um, the community and the culture that is created with the pursuit of manliness and, and what's going on there. So Love for you guys to connect there. Uh, there's a really cool thing, our closed Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Pursuit of Manliness. There's about 2,200, 2,300 guys in there from all over the world, all different walks of life. Uh, great opportunity to connect with some guys, um, ask questions, dialogue, if you got a prayer request. It really is a group that primarily um, stays focused on point of, of biblical manliness. We don't have... Anybody trying to sell you um, a lower interest rate? They're not trying to get you uh, Ray-Ban sunglasses. There's not. There's not a lot of that stuff. We don't share. Um, hopefully, cat memes or anything like that. It really is uh, primarily focused on just being a better guy. And um, you don't have to be a great theologian or anything. And you don't even have to be a Christian to be in that group. We just want to be around other guys. And, and I believe if you're in there, you'll get a different perspective of Christianity, different perspective of Christian men, and hopefully a different perspective of Jesus for sure. Um, and again, I'd love for you guys to click subscribe to iTunes. You'll never miss any podcast, whether it's a guest, an interview, um, it's something I'm talking about here. And uh, while you're there, if you would leave a review, that would be awesome. You guys that have left five-star reviews, I'm really, really thankful for that. And I'm thankful if you're still listening to this podcast. I've been wrestling with a cold and trying to um, get through it. So this is a little bit later because uh, just trying to have enough voice uh, to get through the day. It's about 7.30 at night. Anything beyond this, I'll start losing it again. So, men, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for your engagement online and in real life. And, um, man, I hope we just keep building better men together. Oh, 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 oh.
Joe